Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately going to connect with. You're going to totally, totally resonate. It's going to totally be your vibe. And then there's going to be other ones that you're going to be like, hey, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. That, my brother Justin, are you here? Oh, I sure am. Let's grow. I love it. So as Justin and I were talking about what this segment this morning was going to be, um, I have to tell you part of the reason why my voice is gone is because I spent eight hours yesterday doing a business planning clinic uh, for people who are planning for the 2020 year, or excuse me, 2022 year for their businesses. <clears throat> so we thought this would be a perfect topic as we round out the fourth quarter of the year and talk about how we did that. So, excuse me. So for those of you that have businesses, those entrepreneurs in the room, are we doing business planning at the end of every single year so that we're planning out, mapping out our goals for the next year? Do we know what that looks like? If we have organizations, are we bringing our people into that? You know, business planning is not just sitting in a room with a closed door crunching numbers. It's opening it up to your organization. It's involving your people. It's casting that vision you know, I say a lot of times that people join you because they see value in you. They can get something from you. Yet the reason that they stay in your world is because of who they become in the process. So when we're doing business planning at the end of the year, setting our goals for the very next year, are we showing those people how they fit into the vision? Are we showing them what role they play in our goals and growing our organization the next year? I assure you that business planning is not just setting goals and numbers for the next year. It's an experience. It's getting people bought into that and showing them the roadmap, how they contribute to what those goals are. So yesterday, I spent eight hours on a Zoom call with about 115 people, and we were walking through the process. It was an experience. We brought in keynote speakers to motivate them, to talk to them about things like the average individual versus the successful individual. Also topics on like how to successfully brand yourself in the 2020 year, being your true brand and conveying that to your audience. Are you speaking to the right audience? Do you have the right audience showing up? 
We also talked about how to break down your goals, prioritize them and set strategies to meet those goals as you're building them out. Excuse me. Then we did a segment where we broke that down into a metrics because we know if we can't measure it, then it doesn't exist. So not just setting a goal of a big number, but working backwards and explaining to these individuals how they how they get there, what needs to happen in order for them to reach that extremely large goal that they have set. Right. In addition to that, we talked about things like systems and processes that we can implement or develop so that it can support our goals and our journey along the way. We had breakout sessions where we broke people up so that they could mastermind about what we were talking about in the goal planning, so that they could kind of decompress, get their thoughts out, ask questions, discuss their ahas from what they had learned in the morning sessions and in the afternoon sessions. Um, So many different things that we talked about yesterday, because again, it's an experience. It's not just putting numbers to a piece of paper. One of my favorite pieces of business planning, and it was probably one of the most impactful yesterday, was the vision boards. So we've talked about the goals. We've talked about the vision. We've talked about where we want to go in the next year. And then what does that mean to each individual by reaching that large number that we set? What is that going to do for you? Find tying emotion to it, right? By reaching that hundred and fifty thousand or two hundred thousand or three hundred thousand dollar income goal, what does that mean for you, though? What experiences is that for your family? What experiences is that for you? What things is that going to get you? How how is that dollar amount going to move you in life? So vision boards was a huge piece of yesterday. <clears throat> Excuse me. And why I think one of my favorite pieces about the vision board was we discussed how to start them. Some people struggle with the vision boards, right? Say, well, I know I have a big goal for next year, but I don't really know like what that's going to get me, right? I don't really know what I want to get with that money that I'm going to make or that status that I'm going to obtain. And so one of my favorite books that I read about three years ago, and since then every year I have uh, implemented this in my goal setting, was I read a book called One Word That Will Change Your Life. And so after I read that book, every single year, I pick one word that I'm going to focus everything else around. The first year that I read that book, the very next year, my word was grace, because I wanted to have grace for myself. I wanted to have grace for the people that were in my world. The next year, my word was intention, because I wanted to do everything with pure and true intentionality. I wanted to be intentional with every single thing that I set out to do that year. And this last year in 2021, my word was abundance. And let me tell you, this has been one of the most fruitful and abundant years I've ever had in my career. So I know that was a lot of information. Justin, I want to pass it over to you because I know this is something that you do with your team, the business planning aspect. So any thoughts on that or any questions that you have around it or any things that you want to share with the room? Yeah, of course. I mean, I was in and out of that session throughout the day. I just sent the replay to my assistant this morning to make sure I make time to watch it because I think it's critical, right? Everybody has a plan. Your plan might just be not having a plan, right? So let that sink in. And I want to speak to both sides of the spectrum, people that have multi-billion dollar businesses and people that feel like they can never get there, right? Because my word for next year is limitless because if anybody did it, you can do it, right? I'm thinking of Oprah, Brian Surhan, Ariana Huffington, Gary Vee, Zuckerberg with his metaverse, or we call it the breakfast verse here, Elon Musk, Bezos, you know, all of those people have 365 days, 
right? They got 12 months, four weeks, seven days, 24 hours. And then people say, yeah, but they're rich, but they have teams. I'm like, but, but, but nothing, right? Remember Bezos with the banner behind him? Remember the years and years and years he put in to create a business? And Ben Stock pointed this out, and I think it's very true. Amazon's going to be gone one day. Facebook's going to be gone one day, right? The difference with the people that continue to grow, and I did say let's grow, is they have clarity of purpose, and they show up consistently. And they're not defined by what other people say they're doing or saying that they can't do, right? And often they have to do it decades before they even get traction. But first, you need clarity. So to answer your question, Amanda, something I do on a yearly basis is I map out what do I want to accomplish personally and what do I, what do I want to accomplish professionally, right? And this year, I just did it last week. I actually did a session on Clubhouse about how I do this entire process and personally, I want to show my faith through my work. I want to guard, guide, and govern my daughter. That came directly from Glenn. I love that, those three Gs. I want to inspire and pull the best out of people in proximity to me. And I want to be able to physically move well and live a long life. Professionally, I want to create a real estate brand the likes of Nike, Apple, and Chick-fil-A. I'm not creating another real estate brokerage. I'm creating a brand. From a media perspective, I want to teach people how to use visuals and creatives to build empires. Now, my media company for a long time, my goal was to get 100 clients in a year. And I realized very quickly that was a time vampire for me because I was spending a lot of time walking through every single shoot. And I'm like, what if I taught people how to just pump out and shoot content and get really good at understanding how platforms like YouTube work, right? Because a lot of the people that are killing it on social they're not super complex and they don't have big production teams. So like, what if we empower the people? And then for me personally, I want to build a global platform to help millions understand they can do it. And I want to speak on global stages about stuff I know about and connect people I love with people I love. So that's personally and professionally. But what do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish, Amanda? And not you personally, Amanda, but how would you guide somebody that doesn't even know where to start? Yeah, such a great question. And this is one of the things I love about you. So for those of you that don't know, Justin is not my brother, even though I refer to him as that every time I get an opportunity to chat with him. We've never actually met in person. I've never actually hugged him. And in eight months or going on nine months, I guess, he has literally become my brother. And I think one of the reasons for me personally is because he is such an amazing leader. So what he just explained is he is so clear about his vision and the goals that he sets out for himself that anybody who is in his realm, in his universe, like you have no choice but to just be attracted to that. And when you are literally following someone like that, a leader like that, like you want to do better. Even if you're in this room right now and you can hear my voice and you're like, you know what? I don't really know what that looks like for me. When you have someone like Justin leading you and I've been there before, I'm like, I don't even know that I want to do it for me yet, yet I want to do it for him because I can see how passionate he is about his people and about his business and about his family and about his faith. And so sometimes that happens to us. We're not really clear. We're unsure. So for me, Justin, I'll tell you my one word for 2022 is going to be relationship. And I know I've said it on this stage several times. I operate a little bit more like a machine 
Uh, the emotional piece is something that I struggle with on a regular basis and those deepen or that deepening of those relationships in my life. So for me, I tell you 2021 has been an amazing year in terms of who I've connected with, who I've met, whether it be on this audio platform or it be just in venturing out and starting my own company. Like I've met so many amazing people. So for me, it's going to be relationships, strengthening my interpersonal relationships, strengthening my business relationships, strengthening my family relationships. And I feel like I'm going to be such a better person by understanding that emotional side of things, not being such like a left brain individual, right? A logical thinker and opening up more to that emotional side. And I know that that's going to spill over because I've always been, you know, really hard when it comes to business and I'm very structured and, you know, I'm good at what I do. I'm great at what I do actually in that regard. But it's so much more than that. And I think I've definitely learned that from Clubhouse. Like the sense of community that I just have in this room with so many people, you know, I'm getting messages on the back end, like, I adore you and go take care of your throat. And these are people I've never actually hugged or met in person. So I think Clubhouse is one of the places that's really taught me such a great sense of community and the importance of building relationships and then pouring into them. What I do know, though, is that I have to be pouring back into my cup or surrounding myself with people that are pouring back into my cup so that I can turn, in turn pour into those cups. So relationships is huge for me. <clears throat> and then, excuse me, meeting people where they're at. I'm 100% about meeting you where you're at and bringing you along. If, if you want to come with me, it's your decision. Specifically, though, when it comes to business planning, if you're someone that's looking to develop this for your organization and you don't really know where to start, like I said in the beginning, you've got to help your people see how they fit into your vision. You have to help them figure out what their goals are. I can't ever tell anybody what their goal is going to be. I can't tell them how many cars they should sell or how many service packages they should sell or how many houses they can sell. They have to figure that out for themselves. And I can help them understand that and get to that number. Ultimately, though, it's their goal. And it is my job to help them build the path and how to get there, see the vision, and then help develop their skills. I'll tell you, one of the people who spoke yesterday, such an amazing speaker. He's he's very successful in the real estate world. He owns a big team, does about $165 million, has about 40 people in his organization. So, you know, just uh, he's devoted to his family. He's devoted to the Lord. Such an amazing guy. And he said something, and and he's actually spoken at, any, at a couple of, of events that I've been at. And he said this, and I went back and looked at my notes because I wrote it down then. And, and he said it back in 2020, and he said it again yesterday. He said, in hard times, people will never rise to their goal. They will fall to their training. And that was so true. So when we're doing this business planning, are we helping our team see the way for the next year? And are we implementing plans to help train them to get to those goals, develop those skills? Because no matter what industry you're in, we know that it always boils down to the activities that you're doing in your skill set. So are we helping them identify what activities they need to do in order to reach those goals? And then are we helping them develop those skills? So I'll pop it back to you, Justin, because I know you have something to say about those two topics. Yeah, I do. And I mean, when I sit down with my team members every year and do our review, it's not a review like, hey, you work for me and these are the things I want you to do. Probably the biggest challenge is making people understand. I just want them to create the life that they want, right? I don't want a whole bunch of mini Justins running around. 
I give them my framework and my tools, which are very simple, right? My calendar, my time blocking, how I do my mind sweeping, and then my goal setting. Um, the way I think about it too, from a goal setting slash productivity perspective is I set my yearly goals once a year. I review my goals, call it quarterly, and then I set monthly, weekly, and daily goals, right? And what I try to do, and I encourage everybody to do this, is break down the major categories in your life. And they can be whatever matter to you. For me, it's faith, family, fitness, fun, and finances in that order. And people are like, well, what do you mean your finances are last? Well, I, I tell people, I'm like, if you don't make time for the things that you love and growth in your personal life, right? With your spouse, with your faith, with your fitness and can't move well, you feel miserable. Guess what's going to suffer? Your finances. And my pastor told me when I got married, well, now you got married, you got a liter of water in a big jug and you've got all these cups. And if you put that full liter of water into your finance cup, guess what's going to happen to your marriage? And if you take that liter of water and you split it 50-50 between say just your marriage and your finances, what's going to happen to your fitness and what's going to happen to just the way that you feel when you're interacting. And I do think people need to put their things into the calendar that fill their cups first so that they do not resent the work that they do from preventing them from doing the things that they love. Now, let me say that again, people will resent their job and their work because it prevents them from doing the things that they love. So why don't you just reverse engineer it? I'll give you a very simple example. I'll break down my fitness journey. So I, I'm 39 now. When I was 33, I was diagnosed with a full-blown hip replacement, severe left hip osteoarthritis. I've put it off for about six years. I've gone through some alternative therapies and really working towards mobility, but I'm in pain every single day, right? It's bone on bone, nothing I can do about it. And really, I can't do strength and conditioning five days a week like I used to, right? I think when I was 17, I used to go to the gym to to get my pump on because I thought that's what the girls wanted. And, and now I'm older and I realize things are a little bit different, right? So I look at my strength and conditioning pretty simply saying, well, I'm, I'm going to train my muscles and my cardio, call it four days a week and structure it in such a way to not aggravate my injury. But what other fitness activities do I do that also fill my cup? I like fishing. I like surfing. I do jujitsu, biking, hiking, and swimming. Sounds like a lot considering my situation, but I do know that if I put these in selectively throughout my week where I'm not overburdening my system, I can do these things. But the most important thing I have to do is recovery. And it's a combination of an infrared sauna, stretching, physical therapy, trigger point therapy, and something called functional range conditioning. Probably the most important thing in my life. I could talk about this topic for hours, which I'm not going to do. I am going to create a free PDF that explains how I break this down into my week. Suffice it to say, I've planned my week such that I can recover 28 times throughout a week. And that sounds nuts, but I just did it. I just stack it with other habits. So another habit I'm trying to really work on is learning and reading, reading a book called Superfans. I did it in my infrared sauna. And now you can understand how doing a little bit of planning is allowing me to do two, three, four, five things at the same time because I'm thoughtful with my schedule. And here's where the rubber meets the road. People think being so disciplined and structuring a calendar, I mean, it's this perception of that's a crazy life. I don't want that. I get that. Understand that I only hit this maybe 70% of the time, but my 70% is still better than 95% of the world. And here's the real answer. Discipline equals freedom. I'm not concerned about my calendar because I don't even have to think about what I'm doing next. I look at it and it's already planned for me. So it almost feels like I every day is a field trip that's planned for me 
around the things that fill my cup. So Amanda, I'm going to throw it back to you. What does discipline equals freedom mean to you? Because I know in your world, it is very powerful. Oh my goodness, it's everything, right? So I think, and you know, we were in the business planning yesterday and someone was talking about like that C word, that C word, that C word. And what they were talking about was consistency. So like literally the discipline of being consistent. I know I've shared this in this room before and I'll tell you, I went through a fitness journey and like I knew like there was nothing that I loved about the gym. There's nothing, there's nothing. I would get sweaty. I would be sore after there were days I couldn't even lift my legs. Like there was nothing that was attractive about it. Yet I knew by continuing to do it that I was eventually going to start to see it. I think uh, I saw, I saw something online and this actually stayed forefront in my mind the whole time I was doing it. And it was essentially in two weeks, you'll start to feel it. In four weeks, you start to see it. And in eight weeks, they start to see it. And so I just kept having to remind myself of that because every day I woke up and I didn't want to do it and I knew I had to do it. So when you talk about determination and you talk about discipline and you talk about consistency, like I already knew that it was not going to be perfect. It's so funny because when we sit down to make a plan, we don't ever consider the fact that like life happens. Things are going to happen. I mean, it, I tell you, Glenn is somebody that I absolutely adore from afar. He's been an amazing leader on Clubhouse for us. And how many times does he show up expecting to do what he's supposed to do and something happens, right? The mic goes out. The music is going crazy. He can't, someone can't hear him on a platform. Like, and he just rolls with it. You know why that happens? Because he plans for life to happen. He knows things are going to happen and he knows he just has to get on with it. And so many times something will happen that stops us. It's a roadblock. And then we don't continue on because we don't know what to do after that. So when you're building your plan for these things, like, are you planning in that life is going to happen? For me and my fitness journey, I knew my alarm goes off at 4.30. I'm up, I'm dressed, and by 5 o'clock I'm in the gym. And if you gave me one moment of an excuse, I would find it and I would make it the reason why I didn't go. So the night before I would lay out my gym clothes because my alarm would go off at 4.30 and then I'd be like, hmm, what am I gonna wear to the gym? Oh, does that baseball cap match? Oh, where are my good shoes? Oh, you know what, I've already wasted five minutes. Now I've, I've completely ruined my whole workout. I'm just not gonna go. Like I would do that and I know so many of you listening to me probably do the same thing. So I'm like, I'm gonna set myself up for success. So the night before my gym clothes are set out with my tennis shoes. Heck, I even know people who go to sleep in their gym clothes so that when they wake up in the morning, they don't even have to think about it. Then next to my headphones that are charging, I have my pre-workout in the bottle with a bottle of water next to it. So all I have to do is dump and shake and my keys are right there so that I don't even have to think about it because the second I give myself an excuse or a reason to get out of it, especially in the beginning when it's not a habit, I know I'm gonna take it every single time because I don't wanna do it. And then if I continue to plan that way so that I do it every single day consistently, we know that it, on average it takes 66 days to develop a habit. Now some people can do it sooner and some people it takes a little bit longer, but after you get after past that hump of 66 days, by not doing it, you feel out of whack, you feel out of place. So what I would say to that question, Justin, is just make sure that you are consistent, especially in those 66 days. And if you get to day 45 of doing something and then you stop, 
guess what? You start all back over at day one. For any of you that have done the 75 hard, you know this, that if you miss one day, you have to start back over again because we are building a habit. We're developing those habits. So the discipline and the consistency makes all the difference in the world. So I'll throw it back to you, Justin, and we can even open this up for anyone that has any feedback or wants to share about their planning for the next year, their goal settings. Yeah, I'd love to hear from some other speakers. If anybody wants to flash their mics and jump into this convo, I mean, this is what the breakfast table is all about. I'm just scrolling the stage really quick. Oh, we're losing you, Justin. Go ahead, Tamara. I saw you flashing. Please jump in. I'd love to hear from you. Yes, I'm loving this conversation this morning. I, I am actually really enamored by your all's synchronicity when you share. It's really beautiful. You, you take space for one another and just do it so beautifully. So thank you. And this topic is epic, especially because a lot of us are in the midst of this like planathon that I'm actually doing a summit with a gal who's doing a planathon. It's her ninth year doing this, and she has over 22,000 people who participate. So very on-trend, on-topic conversation. And the three things that I would add, so a lot of people are familiar with the idea of SMART goals. SMART is specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. I've added the EST, and the EST, so it's the smartest goal, is E is to evaluate. So you have to look back, even though you're looking forward in that goal-setting mentality, you have to share it. So that's like that social contract, just like we've done here in this room of like, this is my goal, this is where I'm headed. We've heard it from so many different moderators, the goals that they've set, and then the celebration that comes alongside it when we get to see it come to fruition. And then the last one is, um, um, I'm sorry, evaluate, share is, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, I can't think of it. My whole brain just went to mush. My, my dog is jumping on my leg. All right, well, it's EST. The T is in my book, so that's good. You'll see it eventually if you read it. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks, Justin. I love you. I love the evaluate though. And I let and you I think S was share. Is that what it was share? Yeah, share, share. Yes, I love it because we know that we need to speak it into existence. And in my personal opinion, I feel like the best accountability is peer accountability. So make sure that you're sharing these things with the people around you so that they can hold you accountable. So if you're in an office setting, share your goals, put your vision board up on the wall so that when Sally's walking down the hallway, she can ask you, how are you doing on your numbers so that you can get to Greece with your family, right? So I love that. Evaluate and share. And I'm going to have to read your book, I guess, to find out what the T is. <laughs> I can't believe that's so funny. Not intentional. Can you hear me right now, Amanda? I just want to make sure. My yes, I can hear you now. You're back. Sorry. So say everything you said before you cut out. No, that's all right. Actually, Tamara touched on exactly what I was going to say, right? I think where I wanted to wrap up and, and land the plane on this conversation was we said a lot, right? We said a lot about planning. We gave a lot of structure and, and want to hopefully inspire you to understand that you can all do this, right? This is something that will empower you and you'll be able to look back on and realize that your, your goals are sh constantly shifting and they're not even goals it's about growth right because if you're just setting goal posts and you attain the goals you're going to feel empty because you just get there and you're like well now what this didn't change everything it's it's the journey and there's a beauty in what tamara just said at the end when she forgot the last letter and she laughed and she smiled and she was fluid in it she wasn't determined by the outcome right a lot of times when people hit a wall when it comes to 
growth or planning or they don't hit their schedule or they miss a time block or they miss an appointment their world falls apart they get that feeling right i, I laughed when you were talking about the gym because i remember being a young gun and i'd forget my headphones and i'd be like oh no am i even going to go to the gym right now like literally it would have stopped me from going and doing things that I'm going to do. And now I'm so not determined by the outcome because you need to have a fluidity in life and understand that when things go sideways, you're going to be able to get through it. And to the point where like, I, I can't remember what the tea is. Is it timely? No, timely is a part of, of the smart piece that's been historical. I'm literally looking it up for you guys right now. I love it. I can't wait to hear what it's going to be, but it I really that, that... It should be Tamara because that was beautifully and wonderfully Tamara. Taylor, <laughs> Taylor, come on. That's awesome. But yeah, yeah, it's Taylor. Oh, Taylor. Okay. So Amanda, I'm just going to throw it back to you. Like, what do you do when things go wrong? Right. If you don't hit the exact numbers you wanted to hit, you did all this planning and how can you help people feel encouraged to not have a fear of failure? You know, this is such a great question, and this is something that I struggled with a lot in the beginning. So, and I'll even I'll even dial it down to like the day. What happens when you just didn't meet your goal for the day, or something happens? Now, I'm in the real estate space, and I ran a large real estate team for several years. And I'll tell you, when I found out like somebody that I knew that that was close to me, or somebody that's been in my sphere of influence, when you know, for a while, when I found out they bought another house from someone, or I found out that, you know, I, w I had a goal for X and I didn't reach it, like, man, that would throw me off. And sometimes it would be like a day or two. I would be in such a funk and it would affect everything that I was doing. And so I think that re recovery time is huge. And I know you used a different example of it earlier, Justin, but the recovery time is super, super important. When something happens that doesn't go your way, the first thing that I do is I 100% acknowledge it because I'm going to feel a certain way. I'm human. And so, excuse me, I know I've said it on this stage before too. We can't control our first thought. We can control our second. And I've made it a habit that my second thought is always reminding myself that we don't think that way anymore because my first thought I could not control. So when something happens, I acknowledge the fact that it happened. I feel a certain way about it. And then I move directly out of that back into action because that will be the thing that hinders you. That will be the thing that paralyzes you. So acknowledge that it happened, be okay with that and move directly back into action so that you don't get hung up. So that's what I would say to that, Justin. And I know with that, we're at the 8.30. I appreciate you so much for this conversation. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.